Extra Points is presented for the people by Caesars Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. It must be 21 years or older. Hi, hello, sports fans. Welcome to a brand new episode of Extra Points presented as ever by Omaha. Dave Damashek here, completely removed from any involvement in the Final Four. My teams, two of which had zero chance of making the playoff. So I'm not really caught up in my emotions. I do think, however, that once Sarah Tiana might be, let's talk to her. And then we're going to talk to somebody who came through clean. The, uh, the committee's process here. His team has arrived in that final four. First, though, it's the Roastess with the most. She's flying out to Atlanta, Georgia. Check her out in her homeland there, Georgians. You owe it to her. You owe it to yourself, Sarah Tiana in Atlanta. Coming up over the next few days, what's the poop there, sis? How you doing? You you're licking your wounds after the Georgia Bulldogs fell the BAM? Uh I think I'm taking it surprisingly well. I was really Mm. stressed before that game. But again, I've been saying all year that this is not the best Georgia team that we've, this is not the Georgia team of the last two years. I knew with Dumas Johnson out on our defense, it was going to be an uphill battle. It was going to be a really tough game. We came out and scored a touchdown right away. I was like, ah, yes, here we go. Ram it down their throat. And then um, we didn't score again for a very long time. And, uh, and they, uh, yeah, they got the better of us. Um, but I think, you know, I thought it was a tough game. I mean, I'm, I'm still upset that they didn't review the the fourth down conversion catch uh, at, at the end of the second half, which could have changed that outcome. Um, I'm still upset at the offsides that our guy, our guy was called offsides and then that changed the field goal, you know, and um, and the fumble. We, we gave him a touchdown right in the red zone immediately. So we made a lot of mistakes, um, but I I do think the best thing is that this team is going to come back so good next year. So that's I'm hmm. more excited about that. I I think the Final Four was the correct pick. I did not think that Georgia should have been in there. I didn't think that they were the most deserving because I didn't Look think at if that we were, noble I, stuff out of Tiana. I love it. No, because I felt like if we were in there, we weren't going to win. And if hmm. we're not going to win, I don't want to be in there. You know, like it would have been just another dogfight, I think, against Alabama. I do think that Texas deserves to be in there. I think they've played an incredible season. The uh, the only difference I would have made is I would have put Washington at one and Michigan at two because Washington had a tougher schedule. So I thought that they were more deserving of number one. Funny that there was a weird sort of implied diminishment of the Pac-12. I I keep talking about that. And I know a lot of people, conspiracy theorists, think that uh, the committee embraced the SEC. I think it was more a product of embracing Texas and their quality win against Bama, double-digit win in Tuscaloosa. And then Texas gets through after one loss, gets through clean. So then once Bama knocks off your dogs, the number one team, you kind of have to put them into the playoff. But of course, you can't put them in without putting Texas, who beat Bama in as well. So that's two. That's one half of the entire Final Four. And you knew going in that there were at least five teams. I think Ohio State probably is out there saying that they deserve a shot. And Georgia is the defending two-time champs. I'm not a 
a uh, lifetime achievement award guy, but I think George is the two time defending champs has Uh, some claim to like, let us get in there and defend ourselves. The problem is you only have these four teams. Here's my question for you before we introduce a Michigan supporter here. Yeah. Um, Well, not introduce him, of course, welcome him back. But um, I'm curious, are you vexed as a Georgia fan that Bama it's only in the postseason because they're your arch rival. They're only there. And I don't know what you get out of BAM in that title game. If the prayer against Auburn doesn't happen the week, prior. Yeah. how much does that like sort of impact your, your, your worldview here? Because I, I'm a, I, the, the other thing I'll say too, before I, I cut you off before I even let you answer. But the other thing about the, that you led with that I don't think has been discussed very much is, the assumption from the college football world before the season kicked off, well, the Georgia Bulldogs are the best team in the land. Look at what they've yeah. done. Of course, it's not a small matter that so many guys moved on um, to to NFL green pastures and were first-round draft picks, plus their uh, 37-year-old quarterback and all that went <laughs> out. And I don't think that they were as good this year, but it wasn't discussed very much because the SEC collectively was kind of down. And so Georgia ran the table. Yes, but it's really not that different than what Florida state did. It's just the assumption that the SEC is almighty and that carried over into 2023. And I don't think that that conference deserved it this year. And I think that it did get exposed a little bit. And so my big quibble is the, like I say, it's lifetime achievement. Is the committee sort of factoring in? Like, well, everybody knows the SEC is the best, right? Like, not in 2023, it wasn't. So how say you to all that? Yeah, I think, honestly, I think the best division in football this year was the Pac-12. I think right, they had the best teams. And and I think collectively, the games that, that you watched when in the Pac-12 were more fun to watch. Um, I think, I think, like ranking teams before the season, the college football season is so dumb. I don't think That's anybody should be ranked. Sin. I don't think right. anybody should be ranked until week four or or five, like halfway through the season. And we really know what these guys look like. Um, I think, uh, I, I do think that Georgia, Ohio state might've been a much more fun orange bowl, but I, I mean, I think you have to give it to Florida state because of, of, their record you know i mean let's liberty also went undefeated i know they don't play in a power five conference but we're not just giving things to undefeated teams and i think the reason that florida state is not in there is because of what happened to tcu last year and that nobody wants to watch some sort of blowout game and it's i thought it was more of a mercy ruling of just saying that like hey listen we we it's not that we don't think that your third string quarterback can beat michigan it's just that like we have to produce a, t- a compelling television show and we're not going to throw you on television to see your ass get kicked. Let me squeeze in a quick break here. You know, when the conversation turns stampers, I always go with my number one as Caesars. Let's talk about them a little bit, shall we? Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns rewards credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using this code. Listen up. Omaha full. The word Omaha and the word full. And then you place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great. If you keep those winnings, but if you lose, you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet. 
21 and over only offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. New users and first $10 plus wager only must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start gambling problem. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino. Call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit Gambling Helpline MA.org. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or West Virginia, 1-800-GAMBLER.net, New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. You just said it, and I have more thoughts on that, but let's now involve yeah. the guy who I said is very happy yeah. right now because his team did come through clean, a lot of turmoil going on for the last six weeks or whatever, but Jim Harbaugh is going to be on the sideline coaching the Michigan Wolverines, I think, unless he takes the Chargers <laughs> job before that. Um, let's talk about I'm going about to the transfer now. portal. Let's let everybody else <laughs> in college football could right be, now. Could be. Could be. <laughs> Um, you know him, of course, from the Extra Points podcast. You know him from the Extra Points Network. You know him from the great show, Lemon Pepper Parlay, that he does every week with Mark Gunnels. And you know him from Fox Sports Radio, Martin and VJ on Fox Sports Radio, like we say. What is it again Saturday? Give me the hours again. There's six Saturday, 10, 8 right? to 11 Eastern. 8 to 11. Pacific. I'm sorry. I'm a bum. I'm a no good bum of a host. <laughs> Unlike you, it's Martin Weiss, everybody. What's the poop fella in muzzle tub? And your Wolverines surviving the gauntlet of the regular season and uh, being the number one team now. You know, <laughs> one person on this very podcast was clamoring and asking why Georgia remained number one. 
throughout this entire time period as they were struggling through the first halves of Tennessee Martins and so on and so mm-hmm. forth. Mm-hmm. That was the first time I believe I was even doing a podcast with Tiana. And I was like, dang, she's going to hate me because I'm taking shots at her favorite team. But you know what? All of this tomfoolery has ended with the idea that we now have an undefeated Power 5 conference champion out of the, out of the running. Out of the running. Just they can't win it. Meanwhile, Oklahoma lost to Oklahoma State. And they that's the team that beat Texas, and Texas is still in. So I mean, I get that Texas beat Alabama. Ultimately, they want to have this confusion and anger and, and so discord among college football fans. That's the whole point. That's why there's only four. Cause if they wanted it to make sense, what they would have done a long, long time ago is have five outright bids for all power five conferences and then three. At large, make it a pool of eight. And if you want to get the first two guys buys of top rated teams buys, but like the idea you win your conference, you can't play for a national title is silly. This is super weird what you're talking. One more thing. That's that that was the energy that you saw in that room as 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 it was announced the the fourth (laughs) team in the playoff. Everybody was like, uh, it's because, you know what, they felt for Jordan Travis. That's what it was. It was all emoting for Florida State because they didn't get the opportunity that they should have gotten. I hear you on all that. Um, I I do think that, you know, what <laughs> sure. you said. No, hold on a minute. No, 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 no. Stop. There's the no best way. To, I the disagree only people with you. that are upset about Florida State not getting in are Florida State fans and Michigan fans. And that's no, it. Nobody else that huh. really watches college football is upset. No, I mean, I think it's Tiana just, hits on the interesting uh, point, though, about the mercy rule. And I do think and, you know, uh, Martin, you've heard me talk about this ad nauseum that as a man of justice, it doesn't mean I what I think is going to be the most entertaining uh, matchup. And so I do think I don't think there's a conspiracy afoot among the committee talking to network partners and so on. I don't think they're thinking like, you know, a lot more people watch Nick Saban's Bama team than uh, whoever the backup quarterback is for Florida State playing and getting whipped. I do think it does allow that in the same way, this this dawned on me um, earlier in the week, and I was talking about this on minus three, but it's sort of like in Super Bowl 45 or the run-up into Super Bowl 45. Jay Cutler gets hurt in, uh, playing uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. The Packers survive that game. They go into the Super Bowl and they win the one and only Lombardi of Aaron Rodgers' career. It got fairly close, though. Jay Cutler gets hurt. It could have been Caleb Haney and the Bears going to that Super Bowl to serve as sacrificial lamb for the Steelers. Anybody would have beaten Caleb Haney over 60 minutes. Mm-hmm. And it almost happened. And in a weird way, college football does have this weird little ability to fix things like, well, we know what's going to happen. We should save Florida state from themselves. I know Florida state wants it. I think big cat made the greatest point of all that now Florida state can for all of time, we got screwed. We Mm -hmm. ran the table and the committee didn't respect us. And think about the, the likely reality that would have happened to the Seminoles. You would have gotten destroyed and then you would have been embarrassed. And then that would have been the end of your story. Now for the, for the next six decades, you can bellyache about Mm -hmm. how you got the short stick and got screwed by by the committee. Right. But but part of the thing is the TCU argument to me falls flat because TCU won a game in the playoff last year. Yeah. That's like they won a game. Like I know they got boat raced by Georgia, but here's the secret. Michigan also would have got boat raced by Georgia last year. Everybody Mm -hmm. was losing to Georgia by a million. Like it's not like that. Georgia was different. Half of the defense now plays for the Eagles. 
You know, it's like it's, that team was just going to dominate. But Dave, to borrow a phrase from you, I'm sick in my balls because this is the first time that Michigan has been good since I was paying attention to college football. I'm only 34, sorry. But still, this is I was paying attention to college football. And not only is the best Michigan team that they've had in the, since I've been there by, by far, because I was, when I was in undergrad, it was the worst five years in Michigan football history. I looked it up by winning percentage, every every metric you can imagine. The five years that I started and, and ended were the worst five years in Michigan football history. So what do I get? Undefeated, 12-0 uh, and 0 season. You beat the hell out of Ohio State, so they're kicking their quarterbacks out into the transfer portal. They're trying to kick Ryan Day to Texas A&M. What do I get? The godfather of college football, Nick Saban, in round one. Thank you very much. <laughs> Appreciate so it. Guys. If it's the best Michigan team, you shouldn't be worried about Alabama. Listen, that's I understand that argument, but it's still like you don't. If your football team was in the Super Bowl, right? The Falcons was in the Super Bowl. I was the best Falcons team that you would have, but it was still Bill freaking Belichick on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't make you feel good inside. It doesn't make you feel happy. You know, but if it's you like, want to be the best, you have to beat the best. And like, that's right not now, true. Alan- you could have beat TCU. <laughs> That's right. Yep, that's that's exactly right. I would be raw if I were. That's that's an interesting point, and I hadn't considered what Sarah said. That the only people that are upset about it until you, until she beat you to the punch on that. Martin. Yeah, Florida State fans are upset about it. Michigan fans as well. That had not dawned on me that, of course, Wolverine supporters have got to be a little bit PO'd or frustrated that this is the year that uh, that a legit number four is sitting there waiting for him. Um, okay, first of all, I think. I, I want to point out this because you're only 34, Martin, and uh, Tiana is 32. Um, so you <laughs> yeah. guys don't know about this. But back in the preceding millennium, there was a better way, or at least most years, it resulted in a satisfying outcome. Every college football season ended when you went to bed on January 1st and the sun was down, you were sad because you had to go back to school the next day, but at least you were satiated with the knowledge that college football season had wrapped up and there was a clear cut. Number one, most of the time, the debates have not diminished because we have done away with the January 1st bowl games. But remember that was a better time when there were only five games that you would wake up, you'd be a little hazy from the night before you had the cotton bowl and Fiesta bowl kicking off at about the same time in the morning. Then that, then those games ended. And it was always the, the uh, Southwest conference champ, but it was almost always Texas in, in the cotton bowl. The Fiesta bowl always featured two shoot it out teams. I don't know what they, they were always like eight and three, nine and two ish, real good teams. And it was always going to be like 45 to 41 final score there. Then the granddaddy of them all, Rose Bowl, Big Ten champ, Pac-10 champ against each other. And then the nightcap, side-by-side, Sugar Bowl and Orange Bowl, all hash settled by the stroke of midnight there. Here's what it would be, just that if, if we went back to that. Ironically, all these attempts to solve this by committees and grown-ups and networks and all that, and this is the worst way to solve it. Because if you just went BCS, you would just go... Washington, Michigan, and I don't think anybody would have a legit claim beyond that, right? No. We'd be content with the BCS. But if you go back 25 years, 30 years, here would be your New Year's Day. And who would quibble with this? Cotton Bowl would be Texas and Oregon. Juicy and dandy, right? Mm -hmm. Fiesta Bowl, let's send Ole Miss and Arizona. You know. Still a good game. Arizona had the hardest schedule. Yeah. 
fun teams. Like I say, both will wind up in the 40s, maybe more. And the Rose Bowl. Now we're going to settle some hash here. It's Michigan. It's Washington. Enough said. And then we'll 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 figure it all out. Anybody belly aching about Florida State will have no complaints by the end of the game. Orange Bowl. We're going to send the Georgia Bulldogs there to play the undefeated Seminoles. A fantastic, iconic game for that part of the country. And then in the Sugar Bowl, it'll be Bama and Ohio State, and all the old guard football fans will love that one as well. That is a perfect resolution to this college football season. Certainly better than what we're about to get, right? I feel like it's weird to me. Like, you know, when there's a natural disaster or like a statesman dies, I'm always surprised like, oh, this is going to be wall to wall network coverage. I didn't realize, like, I didn't know like everybody was going to get this caught up in this news story. <laughs> Let this me is give like you- Florida state. Like, I'm like, really, this is, this is the end of college football, everybody. This yeah. is, this is it. This is the big no. one. Not like I'm, not th- the it end. seems like there have been worse things that have happened in terms of like a team getting left on the outside and bad decision. Like this is like, all right. I mean, they didn't have their quarterback. You know, they're going to lose. So, you know, them's the breaks. It stinks, but there were five teams for four spots. Right. And then exactly. people go, oh, but look, they won their last two games. Look who they played in their last two. Like, I mean, it's not like they played Ohio State, you know, or or, or you know, Oklahoma in their last two games. Like they ugh. and they beat LSU in week one so they can just calm down. But anyway, I, hmm. I, I, my whole thing, somebody one of my friends uh, proposed this yesterday that we should just like Vegas decide to get the games. Because they know the best matchups anyway. They know who's going to score the most. And they always predict everything right. So just have them predict <laughs> the, most did that? Even, <laughs> the most even matchups and see what happens. But, you know, And yeah. it'll be a shootout. Like any game that's like plus or minus one. Tiana, I'd rather that than yeah. have to hear all these other people on TV justify saying, oh, well, you know. And I don't, I don't, I, I fundamentally, I kind of agree. Florida State, they had an opportunity to play themselves in. If they had beaten Louisville mm-hmm. 60 to 15, guess what? Florida yeah. State would be in the playoff, right? Totally. Totally. Yeah. But so that's kind of where I really actually land on the matter. <laughs> but like the, the argument of Florida State would be underdogs in against any of the four teams, that holds zero water to me. Like we pick games against the spread every week in the NFL. Last night, for example, the Cincinnati Bengals were 10-point underdogs, 430 on the money line. They won. The odds don't say anything besides what the Vegas thinks is going to happen, but that does not mean, trust me, that that is actually what is going to happen. Or if Mm -hmm. it was, betting would be so much easier. And I'm sick of hearing people say, oh, you know, well, Florida State would be a 14-point underdog, X, Y, Z. Well, you know what? They still might freaking win. 14-point underdogs win all the time. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I agree. I you know, I do. I have touted for, you know, for decades. I was I it was weird. It was vaguely unsatisfying, but it was just as served when BYU got the national title with Robbie Bosco in 1984 before either one of you guys walked the planet Earth. But I remember it well because their season began at Pitt Stadium by upsetting, I think, the number one team, number two team in the land, the Pitt Panthers. I see how well you remember it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think there was I think there was like I think there was a minute 19 left in the Ooh. game and oh my god it just rewatched it. It was very sad. I was in the stands that day. It was very sad. Don't get me going on Pittsburgh sports right now, please. Okay. I I I it, it's not it's not a pleasant uh, time for me right now. As a matter of fact, you know what? 
Oh. Let's turn we, the page. Let's are we going to get into it? Now. We okay. can bellyache. We can bellyache here. Okay, so I've decreed already, and I'll say it again to you, and I'm not trying to be histrionic or hyperbolic. I have gone through it in my head, and then I kind of fact-checked myself. This is the worst time in Pittsburgh sports in 40 years. Since 1983, when Bradshaw hurt his elbow, and the Steelers didn't draft Marino, and Pitt football began its slide that has never ended, and the Pirates were the Pirates, and the Penguins had yet to get any halfway decent players, and so on. Now, Sarah Tiana, her Braves, suffered a tough postseason um, in 2023. Her mm-hmm. Bulldogs are out. Her Falcons mm-hmm. are... I don't know how to feel about her Falcons. Her Falcons are going to host a home playoff game. Yeah, that's exactly. For sure. I think that's right. That's, that's been Martin's team more so than the New Orleans Saints. And we're going to so, get smoked by Dallas. If, the old, uh, I don't no, know. No, no, no. Martin's – no, not, not no, no, you're there. not. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'd say that, hey, the Giants – the New York Giants won a playoff game last year. Anything is possible. That's yeah, why you yeah, play the games and don't just go by the odds. But you know, I, I you know, but what I was going to say is before about I got sideways in my in my sad memories about BYU. But you know, I you know I was in on Utah getting there, Boise getting there, mm-hmm. Cincy getting there, and TCU. It's justice. You can't ha- can't call it Division One and have teams in Division One and then be like, yeah, but we're not going to put them in even though they're undefeated. But now that we have established that that's the case and you only have these four spots, I can kind of see the asterisk next to the Knowles. But anyway, what I was what I was saying here is so sad to say the guy who's sitting in the best spot on this show right now is Martin Weiss, even though he's down in the dumps. He has his Michigan Wolverine, but he's down about his New Orleans Saints. And I have to say to your credit, Martin, you said this when they signed Derek Carr. I think most of the football world thought this is a great move. What a great thing. Now they suddenly have the best quarterback in the division, unless it ends up being Bryce Young. Spoiler alert, it has not ended up being Bryce Young. So this should be the best team in the bum division. But you said that Derek Carr was going to drag this team down, and it would appear you are right. See, Dave, all summer I had to hear from you. These jokers like Sal, and then across the board, people were people were putting the Saints winning the NFC South with the same regularity that they were putting the Chiefs winning the AFC West. <laughs> it was just something like people just were stapling it in there, and I'm like, ah, I'm old enough to remember the last ten years of Derek Carr's career in which he's been in one playoff game. Like all of a sudden he's going to change because he moved to New Orleans, a different address is going to switch him up that much. I, I can't imagine so. And not only that, you pair him with Dennis Allen, who. That's the one I did agree with you about. That's yeah. a bad pairing. He, he's literally the worst coach by record in, in, in the NFL. Like, for the amount of – it's mind-blowing how long he's been coaching to have such a bad record. Like, I almost said a bad word. That's how – that pisses me off. This was yeah. a – Yeah. It, 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 and then to sit there and see Sean Payton – get traded for a second and third round pick, the greatest coach in, in the franchise history, just walk away. See, Dave, you're talking about this is the worst stretch of Pittsburgh sports history since 1983. The Saints have only had one good stretch. That was it. And it happened because Sean Payton walked in there and somebody, and what the Dolphins didn't want Drew Brees. That was it. That's all that happened. And you know what? That magic may never happen again, I feel like, right at this point. like it's, it's, They are kicked the can so far down the road trying to compete today instead of understanding that they, they can't afford the mortgage on the house. 
But instead of trying to sell it, no, they're just, we're going to figure it out. We're going to hang in here. And now guess what? The bank is knocking and it's time to go. But now we're on the sidewalk. It's just, it's so bad. Saints are two, you, you know, the Saints are the second worst team against the spread in the NFL. Our third worst. This year is that right? No, I didn't know. I, I I wasn't aware of that. And I, by the way, I think you're being rude to uh, to one Mike Ditka. That was a glorious <laughs> era he ha- he helmed down there in uh, in Nola. You remember that? Gave up four drafts for Ricky Williams. Remember that? I was think Mark, Martin's point is so valid because we we always talk about Brandon Staley should be fired. You know, huh? McDaniel should be fired. Uh, friggin' Belichick, sh- it's time for him to go. And no one's talking about Dennis out Al- like. Awful, just awful. Like, you know, and you have some great weapons on that team. Like you have, you have some really great players and to do zero with them is. Yeah, it's a travesty. Like imagine if CJ Stroud had the weapons that the Saints have. Yeah. Oh, I can't even, I can't. I'm so glad I don't have to imagine that as a Falcon. <laughs> but doesn't it feel like I, this is a recurring thing for me that then I get uh, I get tweets or whatever from people who root for these teams that are vexed. But I think it's hard to argue. It doesn't. Don't the Saints kind of benefit from the opposite of the SEC effect, which is at the NFL level in the southeastern region of our country, it just means less. Right. I mean, Absolutely who, not. People not complain about Dennis no. Allen people, not because Orleans. nobody cares that much. People don't no, no, care no, no, about Carolina. No. See, Dave, this or, is the issue. This is the issue. This is the, uh, this is you want to talk about conspiracies. Generally, when it comes to media conspiracies, there's only one. Does it rate? All right. Are people watching? Do people care? That's the biggest conspiracy. We're like, why are everybody talking about the Cowboys? Cowboys agenda? No, 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 no. When you look at the list of the most 52 weeks of the year, the most watched TV show for 17 of them is the Dallas Cowboys. That's why they're always on your TV. Saints don't rate like that. They never I've had. come around on this. I used to always say like this. It's so overstated that Tony Romo gets a pass on a lot of things because it's like, well, you don't understand the pressure that's on being the starting quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. It's like all the games are on national TV. It's not like people ain't catching the Tennessee Titans. But I have, as I say, turned the corner a little bit like I don't get the sense that you're getting a lot of civic pushback on losing a game in Nashville on the level that you are in New York City, Boston, Pittsburgh, Philly and otherwise. Right. People are people are to me in New Orleans. People are very passionate about the Saints. I was going to games where people were wearing bags over their heads and still even filling the stadium on occasion. And then, but it's just so frustrating to think that Lamar Jackson was available and the entire NFL was like, no, we're good. We're not even going to try. We're not even going (laughs) to try to negotiate with the Ravens. We don't, we have no interest in this guy who's in the top 10 of MVP rankings right now. No interest at at all. Aaron Rodgers, Achilles be damned. I understand it, but you know, he was available. You could have got him right out the darkness retreat. Go get him. No, 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 no. They got Derek Carr for three. Not only that, the dead cap hit is so egregiously bad that there's no way they can move off of him. This is what it's going to be. This is the movie. But I kind of agree with... is overrated, yes. I do agree with not getting... Like, I think that Aaron Rodgers or Lamar Jackson would have put you guys in a similar position because if you get Lamar Jackson, you have to get rid of something. And this is the problem with all of these really high contracts is that there's no other money to spread around. That's why Brady always took less money in in New England. And so he had money to give to receivers and an offensive line. And, and Tiki Barber said something today that I found really compelling, which was that the Jets took a shortcut and they're paying for it. 
You can't take a shortcut to a championship and not fix any of your other problems. You're giving all this money to Aaron Rodgers and Lazard and, you know, and Reggie. And it's like that money should have gone towards getting the offensive line that you needed to protect the franchise and into investing in the players that you already had. You can't take a shortcut time-wise. But at least the Jets shortcut made sense. The Saints saw a shortcut right. and said, we're yeah. going to turn around and go backwards right. <laughs> the long way. Like Aaron Rodgers has had, he's won a Super Bowl. He's had playoff success before that, before the last season, in the last three years, he's won two MVPs. Derek I guess, Carr I, guess got- I, I guess the cliche about you get what you pay for is, is true. But I also kind of, this is a weird thing to say, given the way the giant season has gone. But e- even before Danny Dimes got hurt, you could see that this was not going to be the Giants' year. And they went like the intermediate route. And I feel like the Vikings kind of did. And, you know, Kirk Cousins might be out there at not the same dollar amount that the real the the term for the contract is as heavy with Lamar Jackson as the annual hit is. If you can get a guy who's like a two, three year right. vet QB for, you know, 15, $20 million less, yes. that's interesting. But then Martin, uh, Martin Saints have proven the point like, okay, I mean, who would you rather have fully healthy Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr? I think the, the answer is interesting there. But then I also would say collectively about the NFC South that, Derek Carr remains the best quarterback in that bum division. And so then it leads me to this question. Dave, Dave, do you really want to win? Dave, we Everybody tells this. me, we I, gotta stop why do you this. want the What other starting quarterback do they take out in the red lose. zone? What other starting quarterback in the NFL do they take out once they cross the 20? None of them. <laughs> None of them. Well, they would do None that with them. Drew Brees, too. None of them. And that was, yeah. you know, and, and Drew Brees can't even scratch his right ear because his shoulder is so broken. Like he couldn't, yeah. you know, he, he couldn't play the last few years. He couldn't throw the ball over 20 yards. That's why T- Mike Thomas ends up being uh, designated as like a solely slant and goal runner because he couldn't throw the ball that far. I'm sorry, Tiana. I didn't Here's mean to I, cut you off. No, 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 no. I, I just gonna, I was just raising my hand to make a point that like, I think that a, you guys have to start, get a new coach in the off season. That's just to start. But then I think, you draft what a quarterback and you try to get Jake Browning from the, the Bengals. Like, I'm look just, at the way this guy played last night. I mean, that's a guy that you can get for $10 million, you know, and then you, you draft a quarterback to play behind him and learn from him in a year. And then you move forward. But that's, I think, a, that's what Tampa did with Baker. And that's what, like, when we had this conversation, you weren't, you weren't here yet, Sarah, but we had this conversation of the quarterbacks in NFC South. And I was like, I would much rather have, the 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 Buccaneer scenario because it just mm-hmm. costs yeah. less. Yeah. It just costs less. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't yeah. cost sixty three million dollars to end yeah. it. No, I totally agree with that. Yeah, like I First didn't want the all, Falcons to get Deshaun Watson. You know, for the biggest sure. number one reason because you know I didn't want that karma, and I think he's a piece. Of but also, like, I don't want that money. We just got out of dead cap space with Matt Ryan. We're not going to go for Lamar Jackson. Like, if we're if we go to Lamar Jackson or Deshaun, like, what are, what are you doing? That's insane. The reason That's, the 49ers are good is because they're paying Brock Purdy $650,000. That's why they're good. A major factor. And the other major factor is that Kyle Shanahan's the best play caller in the business. And my season-long point, I think, is getting stronger with each passing week that the most essential item in the quarterback league has now exceeded even the quarterback himself. It is the offensive coordinator. What you should do mm-hmm. is if you're the saints is go get Ben Johnson from Detroit and break the bank to do it. I think Mm -hmm. the OC up at Washington 
Brubs um, is another guy who teams in the NFL should be chasing. Jim Harbaugh's fine. You know he'll turn your team around, but he his shelf life, given his history, is is not great there. I also wonder if he really is going to leave Michigan. I are you I, insane? He's definitely leaving Michigan. Before I think he all is too, but I, I, I don't They're know. Not, like if he wins it though, elig- like they could lose so much next year. And like, just because we don't know what, you know, all the penalties are really going to be, he's for sure out of there. That's also my question to a Michigan fan, Martin. Like, why is everybody so loyal to him when he threatens to leave every year? It's a great, you're not, you're you're talking to the wrong guy. Cause I was, yeah, I was ready to get rid of him like pre COVID until he started winning. And then like I had actually was on the radio at the time in which Michigan was playing TCU. And Mm -hmm. I just remember watching him just melt down on the sidelines. They're showing his dad in the stands. And his dad is like, Jim, call timeout, Jim. Call timeout. (laughs) And Jim's over there drinking whole milk and not eating chicken because they're a nervous bird. (laughs) He's such a weird. The point is, go get Jim Harbaugh if you're the Chargers and you're looking for a quick turnaround, quick fix. Look Uh completely different the next time we see you in autumn of 24. I think if you're... A lot in a lot of other pro football situations, I think the must have is Ben Johnson, the OC, like I say, up in uh, Detroit right now. And that would work neatly for Martin as his one NFL team, the Lions uh, gifts, his Saints, uh, another one. Um, speaking I'm speaking of one, one more. I got one more okay, thing. Go ahead. One more ahead, thing. Please, please. This summer, they laughed at me, Tiana. They laughed at me. They called me crazy. They said I was losing my mind out of control because I said, you know what? No one is talking about. The fact that the Raiders just let go of the quarterback they had for 10 years straight, 10 years straight Mm -hmm. to go sign a guy who couldn't pass the physical because he had a (laughs) broken foot. And everybody was just like, oh, well, you know, Jimmy G, this. I'm like, no, no, no. He literally cannot play football right now. And they say, we would rather have you than Derek Carr. And I'm supposed to be excited that Derek Carr Mm -hmm. was walking into New Orleans. I wasn't wrong. I was first. Yeah. You were, uh, listen, I tip my cap to you, but back to the other question I asked you, because this is the one philosophically I'm dealing with is from Steelers fans is like, Dave, why do you even want them to go to the playoffs? They're just going to get, they can go there to get it. If they somehow get lucky and go there, they're going to get whipped in the first round. And I'm like, it is not a bad thing to go to the playoffs. I do hear Tiana, the I'm not calling you a snob unless I'm calling myself a snob too, because there have been instances when I feel like my team is one of the better teams in the league and all that. Like I don't feel oh, 94, the Steelers lost to the Chargers. You'll remember that one. And the Chargers got it handed to them by the Niners. I remember thinking as I left Three Rivers that day and everybody was down in the dumps. I'm like, if they couldn't destroy Stan Humphreys and these San Diego Chargers, they would have gotten housed and it would have been embarrassing to lose by 40 points as a proud Super Bowl level franchise to get housed in front of the world like that. I get where Tiana's coming from. Like, I wouldn't want Georgia to go and lose because the luster of like, oh, and we're when we're at our best, no one can beat us kind of mentality. Do you want to win, though? Do you do you do you even want this division, Tiana? You want the Falcons to win it? Will you be proud or will you be like, ah, just spare me the the angst? No, I do want them to win because I want Desmond Ritter to get some practice in the playoffs. And I think every game he gets better. And I think, you know, I think we have an incredibly good defense. We haven't allowed a touchdown in two games. So it's not like somehow we're just falling apart. I just think I think there is 
still a big problem with play calling. And that comes from Arthur Smith. I think he should be fired. I didn't want him to get on the plane in Arizona. I didn't want him to come back from the bye week. And he's still, you know, doing a little bit better because clearly he got his chewed out. But like, it's just insane. I'm also like, I, I, I was going back and forth on Kyle Pitts this year and he made a couple of great catch good catches in the last game but he missed two go balls and it like when you are that big you do you do not miss a go ball like it you are the dk metcalf of our team you should be catching every go ball and if you're not you know you have to make catches on bad throws like every every receiver and tight end in the league has to do that you have to bail your quarterback out at, at sometimes they don't have to be perfect every single throw you have to help them out and i'm just like I'm so low on him right now. Like, I, I just don't know. The fluke. Do. Yeah, there is a flukiness. We talk about the draft process, the imperfection yeah. of it, the 60-40 nature of it, 55-45, you know, hit rate for for the drafting yeah. teams. Um, it is funny. Like, you know, Kyle Pitts is it's like, he, there's no way this guy misses. And he hasn't exactly worked out. He hasn't been an abject bust, yeah. but he hasn't been the difference maker. And then you think about like the Seahawks, almost dynasty and you think about like Richard Sherman and Cam Chancellor and Doug Baldwin and Russell Wilson and so on and it's like when those late round picks hit that and swing an entire era in your favor Martin how say you though are you going to change your opinion from Tiana on the NFC South do you want your Saints to because as she touches on with Arthur Smith same could be true with that Dennis Allen if if this team falls on its face down the stretch they could kick same him out the door I said all free. summer I would love it if the Saints would win but currently constructed, there's no path. There's no process. It's like, I like eating pizza, but if I go to the grocery store and buy broccoli and sweet potatoes, I'm not going to be able to make one. This is not going to happen. This is not happening. So like, that's I think what we're talking about is that you like pizza, but you're getting the worst kind of pizza. That's what I guess I'm asking you. Do you want the Saints to be in the playoffs? So the, the, the bad pizza to be there? Like, yeah, they'll, you got your pizza, but it ain't going to be pleasant. To, to I would love it if Derek Carr somehow okay. turned out of a pumpkin back into Cinderella and was able okay. to, you know. And, and but it's just it's just fairy tale land because it's just so it's been it's just so drastically mismanaged. I feel like that's one of the worst things you can do is have a team that can't win now, and you start making win now moves instead of being mm. resourceful. Like mm-hmm. it's just mind boggling. Yeah. Okay, uh, so bottom line, Tiana, do not get Martin a Derek Carr jersey <laughs> for Christmas no. this year. No, um, I think I'd like to do something. This is a tough time for me as a Pittsburgh sports fan. Tiana, Atlanta, Martin, maybe we should do this as the month unfolds here. Do you have any gifts that you think would be bad? Or Sarah, you could weigh in here as the Atlanta fan. What would be the the heart's in the right place, but the head completely miscalculated like we know sarah's an atlanta sports fan so i'm gonna get her but don't get her this jersey you know martin you have any thoughts on like who would be the guy you don't like um john rocker would be a bad jersey (laughs) i have one of his yeah (laughs) you do do you honestly my my first oh go ahead i'm sorry Sarah. he was one of the best he was one of the greatest closers of all time just wasn't a great (laughs) person Okay. But I think he's a better person now. I've heard lots of Is interviews he? of him and he's very, you know, very much like remorseful of like, yeah, I was like a kid, a dumb redneck kid growing up. Like I just didn't know like any better. And now I do. And 
But is he the most jacked late. up pitcher ever? Uh, for sort of like weightlifter in the looking? 90s. Yeah, I mean, for sure. You know, yeah. <laughs> nobody looked like that in the 90s. Like, he was our wild thing. I would say that, yeah, I would still take a rocker jersey and I would rock it. Wow. I was there you at, was, I was I like that. Like at a, the uh, Met Stadium. <laughs> I was thinking like a shirt. Incorrect. I like it, Tiana. Like either a shirt or even like maybe some glasses that have like the, the, uh, the, the Alfred Smith mustache, <laughs> Arthur Smith mustache. Cause if, if, if they went on a run, that would become very popular. I feel like, you know what I mean? Like it would be like very, that, that, that mustache look would be not this. It would be talked about much more and be like, man, he, they're winning. And look at that cool mustache. But now that when he mustache moves, has lasted longer than he ever should. Have. <laughs> then it becomes a point of contention. Exactly. Yeah. Here's what I, you know, actually, I don't know. I'm going to say an Atlanta Flames, Jim Craig, the 1980 oh. U.S. Olympic hero, the goaltender, of course, who then goes to the Flames and gets a, what, a seven up commercial, was it? Again, you guys weren't alive when that happened, but um, he gets a seven up commercial, his first start. I think he had a shutout in the NHL or won the game at least. And they spin that off. Like I say, everybody's turning seven up, uh, like kind of, kind of thing. And then I think he got a DUI and then his career was over. Um, Devin, I know another one. Oh, go ahead. I think I'd like a Jim Craig laying a flames uh, jersey now that I think about it. That'd be kind of <laughs> cool. Not a Thrasher's one. Not a th- I, I think Thrasher's would be worse to have. Thrasher's is fun. I, I, I you know, this is going to be a hot take, but I really go back and forth on Trey Young with the Hawks. Like every time I watch him, like, all he does is try to get a foul all the time instead of just making the shot. And it drives me effing mm. crazy. Like really yes. Major relevant for the first time in 20 years. And you don't know if you like it. I, when we got him, I was so excited because he was like a scruffy haired um, Steph Curry. But now, you know, he's just a complainer and it drives me nuts. What about, what about a Herschel? Would you like a Herschel? Uh, Herschel Walker jersey? Yeah. No. <laughs> maybe when i was in college but you say that now. as though like obviously i shouldn't like that you just no, said you would maybe, want a john rocker one <laughs> i would take a herschel walker uh police uniform since that's what he yeah he was <laughs> apparently a police officer without us knowing that's, an, that's a good one right there yeah i like uh the, the idea of you getting a herschel jersey um all right i think that's uh I kept cutting you off what were you gonna say for you sorry i kept cutting you off Oh, uh, believe me, I could go on and on, <laughs> and, on and on and on. Right. And so I won't do that. Uh, right. But yes, send us your thoughts. Drop us a line at Extra Points Pod if you have any gifts that would be bad for a fan of a certain sp- of any sports town to receive. What would be the worst? I think, see, this is way too far back, but like a Cliff Stout jersey. The reason that the Steelers didn't draft Dan Marino in 83 um, even though Terry Bradshaw was getting long in the tooth, is that they had used the 1980 first round pick on Mark Malone out of Arizona State. And uh, prior to that, they already had Cliff Stout, who they thought was going to turn into their starting QB. That didn't work out. They felt, we're okay. We don't need to back Bradshaw up. That's what led to that. So I think a Cliff Stout might be the the wor- number 18 <laughs> in black and gold might be the worst jersey you could give me. I don't know. Maybe a Barry Bonds, though. Too. Cliff, the way everything shook out there, that wasn't so pleasant. Cliff Stout um, sounds like a like a craft beer with seven percent alcohol <laughs> by volume. <laughs> For the ladies, sounds awesome. You, you have a lady in your life who likes her beer dark. <laughs> well, you got to try Cliff Stout. Um, 
Well, because Cliff bars. Tiana's giving me the uh, look like that no, was I said hello. No, I said oh, okay. yeah, I yeah. All right, listen, let's get out of here. Let's call it a day. And uh, and, and one more, there was one moment of synergy, Dave, that we didn't mention and we didn't touch on. And I'll what? take one second because I know we got to okay. get out of here. But shout out to Jim Leland, who was the first professional anything in sports that I interviewed and also cut his bones right? in Pittsburgh. Yes, it was amazing. It was an amazing experience. He's sitting there in sliding pants and stirrups, smoking a cigarette, <laughs> going back and forth between on the record and off the record. And I was like, this is the coolest moment <laughs> of my life. Uh, as I was sitting down there in the bowels of Comerica Park and is one of his last years managing the Tigers. But Pittsburgh legend, Detroit legend, Hall of Famer. There Beautiful. You can't, be between, the worst, uh, can't be the worst. In between a World Series title, and it's actually a little uh, minor debate of which ball cap he should wear. I say it should be a Marlboro logo, obviously, because the nails travel yeah. with him at every MLB stop. But, um, yeah, I think uh, – I love that. It's weird. Why? How come uh, NFL coaches ain't burning nails on the sideline? That would be cool. I've called for that. Not the uniforms, um, like ball, like uh, like skippers wear. But I do think it'd be cool if they would go back to wearing suit and tie. I don't know why the NFL got in the way of, uh, of guys doing that. In fact, I encouraged Wade Phillips at the Super Bowl a few years ago to dress like Bum Phillips, wear the ten gallon hat and the raw high jacket. He wasn't allowed. The NFL told him you're not allowed to wear that, so he wore it at media night, and uh, and that was satiating for me. All right, listen, enough, uh, enough. And now a quick break. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I'll tell my Joe Torre interview story later on a, on a later day. Remind me to tell that one. Tiana, start us off with best bets here. Yeah, so I'm going to go Falcons minus two and a half oh. over the Bucks. I'm going to take the Bengals plus one. I think Browning has it. And then I'm going to take the Texans minus six. Fun. And by the way, we are tracking towards, I don't know what the Browns are going to do. I know people are laughing about TNF and deservedly so Trubisky mm-hmm. be, I don't know, Zappy or Mac Jones. I don't know if we have an yeah. answer on that. Zappy. Um, total on that game right now is 30. The Steelers yeah. and Patriots played a playoff game in 1997. Mm-hmm. 7-6 was the final score. I wonder if this game will exceed that total. Um, yeah, I would go under because they also Patriots don't have Ramondre either. He was the only one that could score for them. And I know it's a common refrain that team doesn't want to win games, but I think the Patriots are the most outward, uh, the team that's most outwardly 
doing stuff that is intended to lose games. I think they really <laughs> want to lose this game. So if the Steelers lose this one, which is an absolute possibility, given the way they play every game, I, I don't know. Martin, take it away. I, I'm getting upset just thinking. Oh, but yeah. what I was going to say is you might also have up in Cleveland, CJ versus PJ. imagine that one and go through the totals in this nfl week 14 to prove that tom brady's mediocrity comment was accurate there are six games where nfl teams are expected to combine to not score 40 points six games in the nfl upcoming this weekend martin take it away you know what they need to do run the ball that's my Mm -hmm. my feeling all year why can't these quarterbacks work because they don't have no one has a running game anyway Mm -hmm. I digress. I'm going to go ahead. I'll take under 31 in the Cleveland and Jacksonville game. Okay. Uh, it's supposed to be terrible weather and backup quarterbacks. Like, I'm sorry. I do not believe in Joe Flacco. I just got up off of my couch, too. It hurt. You oh, know? no. They so, put him back on the practice squad, friend. Oh, is, is it DTRs yeah. back in there? I trust Joe Flacco is too TJ. good. Too good. We got to drop. We got we, we to gotta get back to bummery. No, I'll be honest. It doesn't matter who the Browns have started at quarterback this year. They're, they've seen to, to keep us chugging. I'm going to take the Texans uh, minus six against the Jets because that I think that might be all. That, that's a situation I feel like would all be coming to an end if Aaron Rodgers wasn't like playing with science again and thinking that mm-hmm. he could try to come back and all this other stuff. It's just stringing along the rope. And uh I'm also going to take I don't I don't think that Jake Browning has it. And I was ready to close the book on uh, the Colts after the Saints beat them because you lost to Dennis Allen and Derek Carr. Like you suck. Mm -hmm. But uh, all they've done since then is win. They went undefeated Mm -hmm. in November and they won the wildest game of the weekend last week Mm -hmm. with block punts and interception returns for touchdowns. But. I think Shane Steichen right now might be a sleeper for uh, coach of the year. Yeah. Especially when you look at the schedule coming up, it'll start right now. Let's start this week. Yeah. I mean, that oh, AFC, one, more, one of Dave. the wild cards going to go to whoever wins that Colt Steelers game. I know it's unsatisfying to hear that, but that is the likely result. The winner of that one next, I think Saturday is going to determine, a, a, you know, like I say, wild card. Okay. cards. Yeah. Actually, the Colts could he still catch the Texans even. Take the Panthers on the money line. Oh, all right. You think so, huh? Okay. And lastly, I will say, I'm, I mean, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers, I said that they were going to cover the six and a half. No, I'm sorry, it was five and a half when I made that pick against the Cardinals. You saw how that went. I'm not doing it again. I am going to go, and I, I'm not doing this to be zany. You know, it makes me sick. It makes me real sick in my balls, as Martin said. Under 30. The Steelers and Patriots will not score as many as 30 combined points. In this one, Mitchell Trubisky will throw for under 180.5 yards. Um, and the Patriots team um total points under 13 and a half is minus 125. I'm out. I'm out of energy. I'm sick. I don't want to talk anymore about uh about football. I'm too I, I'm too I'm too sad. But I do want to say, Sarah Tiana, you go. Put a smile okay. on those Georgia people's faces this week. Check her out in Atlanta. The great Sarah Tiana roast us with the mostest. Martin Weiss listened to you on uh, on Saturday night. You and VJ on Fox Sports Radio. The hours are what the hours are. 
God six dang, to eleven. Six to eleven. She's six to eleven. Sarah right. Dion, goodbye. Martin Weiss, goodbye. Sports fan, thanks for listening to us. We'll talk to you in a week. Until then, thanks so much. It's been a thin slice of heaven. 